All right, inappropriate Earl. We're back doing live one-on-one interviews. I have to apologize to my guests now because it is boiling in my condo, but she's a trooper, and it's why I love stand-up comedy, that you can become strange bedfellows with people from other parts of the industry. But she's done it all. Porn. We have an avian hall of fame inductee sitting on my couch right now wrestling acting improv you know her you love her she's been on jerry springer her imdb page is 300 credits jasmine st Clair in the house thank you so much for having me and i'm so glad that you clarified this is your condo not an apartment yes i it's paid off um <laughs> When Jasmine walked in, she said, how many roommates do you have? Uh, zero. Okay. Um, and I forgot exactly how we met. Oh, I'll tell you how. First of all, I'm Jasmine St. Clair. Thank you so much for listening to Inappropriate Earl. I'm pretty sure I'm more inappropriate than he is. If you want to take your shirt off and it's too hot, you could totally do that. So uh, we <laughs> met because you were a guest on my podcast and I thought you were hot. And <laughs> then... Um, me and my girlfriend offered you a threesome this weekend, which you like declined, but that's it. Well, I mean, I don't, I don't recall the offer being uh, made, but uh, we did. I said, "Do you want to have a threesome?" Where I was at the bar with Veronica, mm -hmm. uh, who, by the way, Veronica Kane is it? Is she one of your best friends? Or she's a good friend now. She's becoming because we're both only children, and we're both like, um, we both have something to do with healthcare, uh, and then. I think we're like the same star sign almost. Well, I was not aware of her uh, film work because uh, I don't watch porn. Right. Um, you know, it's just not my thing. Right. And I'm a virgin. Um, no, I, no one believes that I don't watch porn. It's just, like, you are a beautiful woman. Thank you. Veronica's a beautiful woman. But after a scene with, say, Lexington Steel and... Ew. Well, I, I don't know who you're friends with and who you're not. I'll just say Lexington Steele and uh, Peter North. Oh, God. Who is, I, by <laughs> oh, the way, shit. I have an autographed picture of Peter North. No, Tom Byron. Oh, honey. And you're in it. I'll show you after. It's a framed pic. My friends used to go to the porn, uh, the uh, convention. Oh, okay, yeah. Tommy is great. I remember when he looked like Ted Nugent. I thought he was really hot. And then I ran into him the HIV testing center one day because we all <laughs> used to go to the same place to get tested. I eventually graduated into having the doctor come to my house because I'm afraid of needles. So I had six tubes of blood drawn from me this morning, and I jumped out of the chair at UCLA. Highly embarrassing moment. Um, but yeah, so I met him there. He wanted to work with me. Are we allowed to curse? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I was a total bitch to him. I'm like, yeah, okay, whatever. What I'm is sorry. that? I'm trying to go live. Sorry about that. That's cute. You were a bitch to him? Of course I was. And that was that. I wasn't a bitch to you. I did tell you, you were sitting at the bar with me and Veronica Kane, and I said threesome because you remind me of something out of like a hot tub time machine. Or like, I don't know, one of those movies, those comedic ones where... Good job, Avatar. But it was just you remind me of something out of that. Well, I don't know if my dick is big enough to do, be with two porn girls, but I mean, it ain't small. It doesn't small. have to be big. It doesn't have to be big. It's just got to be like the way you use it. Come on. I don't know how this conversation got like so inappropriate. I think I escorted us down that. No, path. not at all. I thought I did. God, what's wrong with me? I got to start escorting people. 
I mean, I might show you my dick pic out of respect. <laughs> just to go, hey, would this measure up in the porn world? But, you know, I've only done that once with another guest. And what happened? He he was a gay gentleman. Oh. A very uh, well-known actor. Mm-hmm. And I said, hey, just tell me, would gay guys like this picture? He's like, oh, my God. So, you know, um, I've often wondered, when you've dated people, mm. I had a friend of mine very famous musician, uh, drummer. Uh, he fell in love or lust, whatever you want to call it, with a porn actress because he saw her films. What band was he in? Uh, yeah, I'll tell you off air. I don't want to blow him up. Uh, but he hey. said it wasn't that great dating her because sex is her work at the time. So, like, when she would come home and he would want to, like, I guess reenact some of the scenes in her films. She'd be like, "Hey, I'm tired." I like, and my face like turned blue. I thought it was one of my exes. He was in Slayer, but like I, I didn't work as often as most girls did. Thank God. Um, and it was like I didn't really. I mean, who did, who was I dating? I was dating a Playgirl centerfold. I two timed this guy in the Scorpions to be with this Playgirl centerfold. I Wait, what guy in the Scorpions? Okay, oh, wait, you don't want to name names. No, his name is Ralph, and. Um, yeah, okay. that thing. So then it was just really funny because I'm up at his place and, you know, it's Easter and I made a call to the Playgirl Centerfold from his phone by accident. This is when Star 67 or Star 69 was around before your time. And um, <laughs> then uh, he, we get a call back. Hello? Yeah, did you just call this number? Oh, I didn't make a call from here. Did you call from here? I'm like, um, no, no, nobody called from here. Are you sure? No, I didn't. So I got busted, basically, kind of got busted. But I really put the Playgirl Centerfold through a lot. He ended up, um, what happened to him? I, think, I forgot what happened to him. I think he, I don't know. Yeah. I hope he's okay. The guy from the Scorpions or the, no, Playgirl, the Playgirl Centerfold? Centerfold? Of course, the hot guy. Uh, it's a tough dating when you're in. Uh... In that business, I didn't find it too tough because I didn't really date that much. Um, I was only around it for two and a half years. The effects of it after, like the three years I was in the business, two and a half, three years. Afterwards, that is the aftermath of it. That's a tough time sometimes. So I was dating this one guy who is a video um, producer for electronic arts. Okay. Nerds travel in packs. Now, this guy was a short guy, and I don't like short guys. Everyone that knows me, I do not do anything under six feet. So it was like my charity work for the year. And yeah, it's like my charity work for the year with this guy. And he was from Electronic Arts for crying out loud. I met him at a party. He he was like such a lame fuck. But anywho, uh, what happened? Oh, yeah. So his friend named Chud, who was this 500 pound man, didn't think it was a good idea for him to date me. So I've never in my life been in competition with with the sloth or the blob, whatever they call it. So, you know, I've lost relationships over stupid things and someone's sister maybe saw something. Truthfully, at this point, you just, you have to really think positive. Like Charles Manson found someone, so can I. Well, uh, look at uh, most uh, serial killers, the the, the Menendez brothers. I mean, they weren't a serial killer. They only killed two people. Um, (laughs) uh, OJ has... He wasn't a serial killer. Um... And I partied with him a few times. I didn't do him, but I just hung out with him. Before or after the murders. After. And it, I, 
Like, how does one party with O.J. Simpson? Oh, I was really bored with my date at a New Year's Eve party. He <laughs> was, you know, he was a drug addict, and I've never really been into that type of stuff. I've done like a couple lines of coke here or there um, in my time, but O.J. was there at another table. His business manager kept eyeballing me. We were speaking, and he had this cute little girl who looked like 19 or 20. She's Caucasian. She looked like Nicole Brown. And then we all went to the boat and hung out. We're drinking. They were doing blow. I don't know what else. Then we're chit-chatting. He was really nice. I mean, he was my neighbor growing up. He was cool with me. Brentwood? Bel Air. This is when he really had oh, money. Oh, really? Um, <laughs> How hot? Was OJ? Uh, you, not him. Oh, me in Bel Air. That's kind of cool. I mean, it didn't suck. Um, most... You ever have sex with your maid? um i mean uh almost with my tutor but uh my brother was um you know it was a different era back then so when teachers were fucking their students it was kind of cool hero teachers <laughs> um she was blonde huge tits yeah. my type i mean i'm a booby guy so especially when i was 14 god too bad i had my dude my boobs reduced Ugh. that's really uh you know you want my old implants um what well, so Long story short, my brother <laughs> told my mom, hey, this girl's touching me inappropriately, and I didn't get to. I was supposed to get her the next week. So I was really bummed out. But let's get back to your implants. You had implants for porn? No, I had them long before that. But why? Oh, uh, before that, I had boobs like a 16-year-old. They were like 34B, 34AB. They're really cute. I have photos of them. And then um, when I was 21... I was dating this Irish mobster and he got me some. Then I ignored him. Then I moved out here. Um, and then I wanted them a little bigger specifically to be in magazines. And I got 36 double D's. When I took them out, they were like 21 years old, like right there, ready to drink. And uh, yeah, now they're a 34, um, 34 C. That's pretty big. 34 BC. But they hang nicely. I mean, you look very well preserved. Oh, thank you. Oh, thanks. So do you. I mean, for 53, I do my best. Really? What's your birthday again? Uh, September 17th. What are you, Libra? A Virgo. Oh, you're a virgin. Uh, no, I'm, I mean, you know, for a non-celebrity, I've done all right with girls, but this podcast isn't about me, Jasmine. Oh, I know, but you're just so hot. I mean, I'm all right. I'm uh, like, I'm like that. I, you know, I'm not Mike uh, model good looking, but I'm like Clint Eastwood good looking. Right. You don't have a man bun. I, I've had long hair before uh, down to my ass. What a mullet. No, no. It was like very um, 80s metal. Very. Um, I'm trying to think who a uh, Kenny G, but like Ted Nugent style. Like, see, I always liked guys like that growing up. Like nowadays you don't see them. You see guys with mullets. But like what people fail to realize, I have this serious fascination with mullets. OK. Mullets, that, that is not a haircut. It is a lifestyle. So it's mulletry. Now, mullets ride usually like Harley Davidson's. Um, mullets have a PBR beer usually, some kind of cheap beer. A real date with a mullet will be something like Perkins, um, Sizzler, stuff like that. I've never had a mullet. Um, by the way, for those of you watching on Instagram Live, we are talking with the legendary... Hi. Jasmine St. Clair. She Hi, really, Greg. She really needs no introduction. We've got a lot of fans listening. A lot of feedback from when I took uh, a picture with you and Veronica. Oh, yeah? Shared it online. Oh, yeah? And because uh, we 
were at the most recent XPW. Um, what was it called? That the, was called Beautiful Disaster. Beautiful Disaster with the most violent main event. Because yeah. yeah, I went to XPW shows back in the day. Right. Um, at the sports arena when uh, I think the main event was uh, Terry Funk and Sabu with a tag team match. And I still, I can't say the tag team name. It's called the West Side. Oh, West Side? I love uh, those guys. But another word. Yeah, I remember them. They're, I really love those guys. And they had merch. I remember. Which was, um, there's like little kids running around and up West yeah. Side. <clears throat> I have a shirt from that still. I mean, uh, so I'm a fan of XPW. Um, at Birmingham High, they had a match where Supreme almost died twice with botched ladder stunts. Um, is it fair since you are an XPW, um, not an employee, but a... Uh, Original? You're an OG XPW. Uh, when people ask me to describe XPW, I tell them it's like ECW with less planning and budget. Yeah, it's ECW on steroids. Right. I mean, uh, <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, I think Rob's gonna do really. Rob Black is the owner, by the way, guys, and and girls, and kids. Um, so it's. I think he's gonna do really well because Southern California has lacked something like this in quite some time, and I just, I don't know what else there really is out there. I've I've been to PCW Ultra. They have great shows and really nice people there. But I think XPW has a really good home. My mom said that we all need therapy who were there. I don't know if she was joking. Because then you put it into three parts. Like, fans that go there, I mean, maybe some of them don't want to see themselves suffer, but they'll go watch other people do it. Um, the guys who do to themselves. And then, obviously, girls that think that's hot. So there are three sets of people that need therapy. I mean, there were many women that night. Well, maybe I shouldn't say many. Uh -huh. It's definitely a male. Um heavy audience <laughs> but the women who were there i i know that they would uh make love with either big f and joe or uh schlack <laughs> i mean schlack's married um he's married oh i thought there was some They're lady both married oh okay yeah uh, but i'm like oh wow these guys are i mean schlack looked like he'd been shot yeah i know um so sometimes i feel guilty about liking it because i had a great time watching this you should. And, and but I feel bad because like these guys are putting their lives on the line. I mean, you know, one false move and mm -hmm. you know, like when I saw Supreme mm. uh twice, I mean, he legit almost died. Um and I I feel, oh, maybe I shouldn't like this as much well, as I do. You should. I mean, it's a good thing there's a ringside doctor. I had a discussion with him afterwards for the next show. Um just cuz I by accident during the pandemic, I came into the whole um, medical field. Right. Before that, I went to school to become a phlebotomist. So I shouldn't really be screamed at by blood. But yet they took six tubes of blood from me this morning and I was freaking out over a butterfly needle. Uh, so I told them I'll just bring some vitamins the next time to just stick an IV in people's arms and just let that shit flow through it because people need it like they need it. And it's a good thing, you know, Veronica was helping out you know, with Schlack's injury, because that that sock was bright red and it was not red when you walked into the ring. It was red afterwards. Yeah. For those of you, oh, uh, there was a uh, yeah. I don't know if it was a tournament, but it was uh, a several death match uh, 
matches um and uh, schlack and big f and joe were the main event and i've seen some very very violent xpw <laughs> matches um vic grimes oh yeah um new jack um and, and uh homeless jimmy i think was his name oh, yeah. uh pogo the clown i know we're doing a deep dive into the xpw damien steel no, he yeah damien got I mean, I remember the most violent guys being those, especially Vic Grimes. I was at the, um, I think it was the Olympic Auditorium where New Jack threw him off. I, yeah, the, that uh, scared me. That's still to this day. I show that clip to people going, this is how XPW rolls. Um, and for those of you not knowing what I'm talking about, New Jack, I don't know how he didn't get sued. I got, I got chills now. Uh, he tased Vic Grimes several times. Because in wrestling, you don't know if it's real or not. Is he really tasing him? or Just choreography, just... for sure. Whether or not someone's body hit the mat. That's I mean, I got it into it with a woman. I had my XPW t-shirt on at the store. And she's like, it's fake. I said, yeah. I said, it's choreographed. Yes. Did you see someone's body hit the mat, bitch? Yes. Okay. Is that blood on that girl's face? Yes. And those girls are brutal. Like we, The girls' tournament was amazing. And I think all of them just had such amazing talent, you know? Tanya Valkyrie is now the uh, women's champion, which is great. We've never had a women's champion, but these girls, they're so pretty, some of them. And it's like, there's blood. I'm like, oh, okay, must you do that? <laughs> I mean, I really enjoyed the women's, uh, I guess it was a tournament uh, yeah. for the first ever XPW champion. And uh, the girl from Florida, I'm drying a complete blank with the Camille? tattoos. Um, Dark hair or blonde hair? Blonde hair. She bled. Um, Dreads. Yes. Really long hair. Yes. Really pretty face. Yes. That's Camille. We took a picture together, She's and so pretty. it was one of the most erotic. She, no, I I don't mean this in a perverted way, but she was bleeding. I've never seen a woman bleed before like that. Um, well, th uh, Britt Baker and Thunder Rosa yeah. in um, AEW, but like. She looked beautiful, is my point. Like, oddly enough, like she's that pretty where her forehead was uh, at an open wound. You know what's really hot? What? I think cutting someone and having sex with them in their own blood is really hot. I love cutting guys and having sex with them in their own blood. Seriously. And I said this once when I was in an Uber pool, like when Uber pool was a thing. And then there was like some creepy guy in the backseat. He looked like he probably kisses his mom. And he's like, oh, that's really hot. I just said it to shut them up because everyone was drunk from a club. And I said, I love to cut men and have sex with them in their own blood. And that is a fact that nobody really knows this. I mean, I listen, we probably wouldn't make a great couple because I definitely would not be down with that. But um, to each his own, I guess. Maybe I should call my therapist. I mean, that seems like a uh, very uh, niche um, uh, sexual uh, desire. But who am I? What's. Have uh, you never done that before? I'm pretty vanilla with sex. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest you know um Girl. well i mean i could take care of business don't get me wrong but i'm not going to be playing in my own blood to get you off i'll tell you that much <laughs> i mean uh but 
but that's the thing with women who've done porn, uh, and you weren't in it that long, so I almost don't like calling you a porn no, actress. No, I'm like an, I would say I'm more of a catalyst of shock culture in American culture. I, I am the voice of shock culture in the 90s, um, and that's perfectly fine. I like having that title, being a catalyst in American shock culture, being the voice of shock culture, because you think about it, like so many people came along afterwards. I basically opened the doors for these hoes to get onto Springer <laughs> and to... To, to what else? What was that? And Stern. And Stern, I owe a lot to. I had a really good time on Howard Stern's show. I was a big fan of his because, like, I grew up listening to heavy metal, you know, and dreaming about cutting guys and having sex with them with their own blood. Uh, that totally did not happen until I was, like, 23. And, huh? Well, let's get into it. Uh, <laughs> so the first time it happened, uh, did you ask the guy, hey, I... I'm into some weird shit. Can we do this? No, because it wasn't weird shit. He was all he was also an Irish mobster. And we were having arguments. He threatened to blow my head off. Like it's not even a big deal to me at this point. We still argue to this day. We've had numerous restraining orders back and forth. Um we're, we're like friends to this day, but it, what do you say? Oh, you wanted to cut my head off and put it on a stick, whatever it was. Then I cut him. But there's so much like great passion between us. That it just kept going. It was kind of hot. So from that day on, I became obsessed. <laughs> okay. Um, have you, when you date someone that's outside of the business, what what's the toughest part? Um, if they're married. Well, uh, that would. <laughs> I, I guess a I wife would cause part. problems. Yeah. How's married life? Um, what's the toughest part? Okay, so you know, so it just depends. Like this is why people wonder. Well, why is it you date usually like bad boys or people that society judges? Because those guys won't judge me. Neither will their families. So it's really tough because some some people like my ex husband. We were married for like less than a year. No kids, thank God. It, it was like, oh well, you know, are you ever gonna go back to porn? My dad saw this. My my mom and his mother would call. She had the same exact haircut as Violet Beauregard in the Willy Wonka, Johnny Depp version, that, that Washington helmet, Washington housewife helmet haircut. He's my only son. Like, do you fuck him or something, lady? Like, you're getting overly possessive. Well, I just want blah, blah, blah. It's like, oh, God, people. You know, the dad saw me on Stern. He was a big Stern fan. Yet he went into the basement to play video games with girls half his age. So go figure. It's always, underage girls. Yeah, it's always like the moral majority of people. This moral majority is what I call them. And yeah, they judge you. But that's the hardest part of dating where people get so wrapped up in your past. Hey, are we going to like and like, no, bitch. Yeah. Yeah, I'm uh, I speak out about uh, underage stuff, but Me uh, too. Um, they were like 19 or 20. Well, um, that's, you know, my thing is anything above 18. I don't have a problem with it's impressionable, though. And you're a, you're a dirty piece of crap, old white man in a basement in Sohomish, Washington. And you have daughters that age and you're playing video games and talking to these girls. How about talking to your own daughters? But yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, well, as an older gentleman myself, you know, every girl I date is going to be younger than me. How so. much younger? Um, Why don't you date girls your own age? I'm not around them. How are you not around them? When you're at a comedy club, uh, you know, there's no, virtually no women in their 50s, late 40s. How? Well, then what the fuck is wrong with these people? So my friend, he's single. He works for TMZ. I call him Bubbles. That's my nickname for him. 
And I always yell at him because he looks good for an older Jewish guy with his fedora hat. And he went out with this woman that was 37. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing, dude? He's like, well, she's age appropriate. I'm like, no, she is not. That is old. She's too old for you. You know, so it's just I always put my male friends in check when they like go out with someone age appropriate. I mean, uh, in theory, you should date people your own age. Uh, fuck that. Oh, or around your age, you know, a couple of years difference either huh. way. But with me in particular, uh-huh. I'm only around usually younger female comics or writers. So it, it's I'm not around a 45 year old woman. You need um, to go around them. So like only the cool ones. What we should do is go to like the Palisades or Malibu to a bar where they have all the divorcees that want to get laid. And you'd be my wingwoman. Exactly. And I'd not that you need my help, but I'm a great wingman. Yeah. Yeah. Or maybe it'll be some crazy cuck that wants to have a threesome. I mean, I never had a threesome as crazy. <laughs> well, because I, I would be too. I'm really into pleasing the woman. It's, I got that from my mother. She said, you, you please the woman, they will always come back. Okay, but you were offered a threesome this past weekend. I don't recall the offer. Guys, he's, he, he forgot that he was offered a threesome. I suggested it with me and Veronica, and he's, he's forgetting that. So I'm just letting everyone know. I recall Veronica saying, I have a young boyfriend. So um, Yeah, she does actually. I, you know, and I don't. She's in love right now. That's great. What? She's in love, right? Yeah, okay. But why would she want to have a threesome with me? Because you're hot. Oh, okay. Well, that makes sense. <laughs> you should, like, my friend's going to have a baby shower. I'm trying to get, like, a male stripper for that. Then they're telling me it's a bachelorette party. So that's male strippers, not baby showers. So I don't know if I'm asked backwards on that now. Well, I mean, yeah, I don't know. It's been a while since I've been uh, a stripper to a baby shower. I think it's bachelorette parties they have them at. Oh, so where are these bars at in the Palisades with this bunch of horny oh, divorcees? Yeah, it's at Gazeba, right in the Palisades Village. And then there's uh, they're like just places around there. And they all go to Pilates around there. I'll go with you, though. And you know them. I know of them. I usually go after some of the guys sometimes that they might like just to be a jerk. Let me get into this. And then this is the last thing we're going to talk about oh, in terms yeah. of adult uh, films. Uh-huh. Um, my yeah. first paid comedy gig. Was twenty five hundred dollars, and you almost have something to do with it, because I think, what year was your uh, film where you tried to break the record? Oh, where I did break the record, please. Nineteen, hey, it was April twenty fifth, nineteen ninety six. Because about two thousand, I was offered twenty five hundred dollars to. I was not told what the gig was, but I was told there was going to be hundreds of people there, and they were trying to break your record. Of uh, I think yours was three hundred. Three hundred one. Well, we're gonna get into the the specifics, but to wrap up my end of this story, they were gonna try to see, but this one girl, five hundred guys, they wanted me to do, uh, I guess what stand up, but more or less crowd work, keeping the guys in line, entertained. Um, and I've never seen the girl since. Um, Did you take it? No, uh, you know. It's odd. We became friends the day of the shoot because I was the only guy in the room not trying to fuck her. Mm-hmm. And so she bonded with me. Um, I don't know uh, if they broke the record. There seemed to be a lot. And I, I only bring this up because you brought it up in your film. They said they were at 500 guys. They were going to break the record with 500 guys. But there, uh, 
There only seem to be about 200 guys in this room. Do you think 500 guys would show up to fuck that plastic-headed sea donkey if an idiot? No. But I so what we're talking about is uh, there was a genre of uh, gangbang films. Oh, I just that's why I love you because you just get right to it. I'm trying to <laughs> massage my way into it. Uh, there was a genre of uh, adult films where um, you, Annabelle Chong, who. Oh, are you guys not friends? No, I'm not. I'm joking. Oh. Yeah, I know who she is. Yeah. Well, that's the thing in porn. She was prior. No, um, she's cool, actually. She's not doing... I know what she does now for a living. I know where she lives. She's actually not too far from me. Well, that's the thing in porn. I don't know who's friends and who isn't. Like, that's like... I want to mention some wrestlers' names to you when we get a yeah, little yeah. more into the wrestling thing. But I don't know if you're friends with them or you hate them. Annabelle I was friends with. I was friendly with, yeah. So she, her thing was... Uh, was she, she was a, a little before you, right? She was the first one. She didn't get as much publicity as mine. And then anything after that was just whatever trash. Yeah. Right. There was uh, Annabelle, yourself. Once again, I'll mention a name, not knowing if you hate this person or not, or your best friend. She's a hypocrite. The Houston 500. Oh, that's, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, who, uh, how's her real estate career going? <laughs> yeah. Her and Harry Reams. Um, Harry Reams. He used to sell real estate in Vegas. There's only one person I knew who succeeded in that, but I won't say her name because she uses her real name, and I highly respect her. Well, real estate is... Um, I have uh, My friend is probably the most... One of the most successful realtors in Beverly Hills, and, and he's an animal. You got like, his phone number? I do. Like, oh, yeah? If you single? need to... No, he's married. So? Well, I mean... I'll, <laughs> I'm I'll, joking. I'm fucking with you. <laughs> I'll, I'll give you his number and I'm you... I'm messing with you. Uh, but he is a, mm -hmm. like, he's the guy who snuck me into the Playboy Mansion. Like, he's mm -hmm. just, he lives for the thrill of the bullshit. Um, and this was the first lingerie party Hefner had had since his divorce. So he was, like, married for a couple of years. And it was impossible to sneak into this party. Monty got in like it was nothing. So selling the house is easy to him. But, uh a very um, tough business. I don't. I would not have the stomach to be a realtor with well, how, how you have to act. If this other girl did it, anyone can, I think, even though she's super smart. It's a matter of taking out your implants, actually studying, and maybe don't have an OnlyFans page. Do you have an OnlyFans page? No, I don't. But why? I mean, I'm, I just I don't have the patience for that crap. I barely have the patience for Instagram. Um, I just don't have the patience to do this, this, and this, and like, I just I, I focus on my podcast, my acting, and that's it. And my, my one woman show. Other than that, I don't have the patience to put the content together. I think it's like such a generic thing. A lot of people have it. I just I, I you know, I, I barely have time enough to even run my coffee maker. <laughs> but I would think someone of your uh, celebrity stature would clean up on OnlyFans just because I don't want to be. Ta I don't feel like taking my clothes off. You've been there, done that. That's boring. I haven't taken my clothes off in like since this morning, but like I haven't taken my clothes off in front of a camera in many years in that respect. And I don't want to. Right. Do you get offers to, hey, do you want to come back for one film? And... Yeah, and I tell them to suck my ass. That'd be a good porno. I, I mean, I, I would hold the camera. I'd... Want to do a blowjob video? No. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, that's been inappropriate, Earl. Uh, we got to go. Um, let's get into ECW. Oh yeah, okay. Because we've, I'm going to show you a picture upstairs. I have a framed picture of the Sandman. Oh. Um, 
bleeding like a stuffed pig. He uh, he was one of my favorites. They do that until I saw him in XPW wrestle at I believe it was the Olympic Auditorium. What did he do? He came out with Major Guns, who I believe I remember her. Yeah, her real name is Tylene Buck. Buck. Um, and there was literally a hundred people in this arena that probably seats, I guess, 5,000. Yeah. ECW filled it up. Oh, but this was in the, uh, I think the dying days of XPW. And I, I I remember leaving, like not crying, but going, cause I remember saying, man, in ECW, he was the King or one of them, certainly. And it's like, wow. Like you, there were so few people in this arena that night. You could hear people talking across the ring. Like other fans, like it was, like my heart hurt for the Sandman. But um, what was your what got you into ECW? I was in ECW first, then XPW after. Everyone right. thinks it's yeah. Um, well, Rob was starting up XPW wrestling, and when Rob Black wanted to start XPW wrestling, he had the Dudley Boys there, and they had this idea for me go to do the pay per view. So they collaborated with Rob. So I flew out and did the pay-per-view and I stayed in touch with them. Um, then I parted ways with Rob completely. Uh, in one of my very passive, immature Jasmine ways, I just never showed up to work because I wanted to do the wrestling. Like I was taking classes from Sue Sexton, who is an original glow girl. Then I had gone over to Memphis Championship Wrestling and I just went back to ECW from there. And uh, what years were you in ECW? Um, I started in 98. So that was still when they were like... um, 99, 2000, yeah. Like, I stayed till the end. And it was really... It's one of the best companies. And it's a shame that Vince just didn't give them the money to stay afloat. Because competition is super healthy in that business. 100%. I mean, AEW is great. I just think they got too big too fast, like too soon. And, um, you know, I, I don't know. I just... It's good to have competition. And I, what's he going to do? Buy up AEW next? I mean, I'm a huge AEW yeah. fan. Um, I went to their show at the Forum. Um, I think it's great that Tony Khan, who's the owner, he's just like a fan who has money. Which is great. And that's the best type of person to run. And Chris Daniels is there. Um, Chris, Fallen Angel. Yeah. Yeah. Chris worked for me when I had X. 3PW Wrestling, because I had my own company, too. And that and was I with an ex-boyfriend. Uh, yeah, that... Uh, right. you, yeah, the blue, whatever. The blue, right. the blue man, he just, just... for the record, he did not look like that now. He doesn't... When I met him, he didn't look like what he does now. He was really skinny. So, yeah. See, I think he's skinny now, because I recall him... Um, what? Well, in full disclosure, we do uh, talk every now and then on uh, Twitter, uh, but I remember him being a little heavier... A uh, little. What do you like, shallow hell, dude? <laughs> um, so you had three PW, and then <laughs> I like that. Yeah. Uh, and then that. What happened with three PW? Like that. Honestly, everyone gives all these different accounts. Like I took off with the money of the investors. How could I have done that? I didn't do that. I just didn't show up. But I made sure the money was there, and I just like left. I just didn't want anything to do with anyone anymore. I just, I got sick of all the egos and just all the stuff in the dressing room. Um, I feel bad for Rob, like when he runs XPW or any wrestling promoter for that mo- for that uh, matter, who just has to run a back dressing room, and it's really sad because it's so much shit you have to deal with. Well, it was fascinating on Saturday. Yeah. You were you were nice enough to uh, 
get me an all access pass. So like to sit in the locker room, which I don't think a lot of people realize to be a non wrestler sitting in the locker room is unheard of. Like they don't like outsiders. No, because you sat there quietly. Plus your I'm, friends with what was that guy's name? John. John Morrison. Yeah, John is nice. He was there. So I guess they saw you with him and they knew you weren't like a mark completely. And apparently Sabu thought I was Vampiro. You? Well, if you look at. Uh, it, oh, yeah. OK, I can uh, see that. So yeah, I think he walked by me and said, hey, vamp. And I, I didn't know how to. I was like scared to say. Yeah. Hello. Uh, when I worked with XWF Wrestling, I met Vampiro. So when I, I worked for Jimmy Hart, and that was a great thing that had a lot of potential as well. Uh, but who knows? I mean, AEW looks great. Um, I hope they do well. I hope XPW does really well. And you could have hardcore wrestling again to what it was, you know? Well, I'm surprised in the next um, card, which is August 13th. That is correct. At the Derby in Pomona. Um, and I highly suggest any SoCal residents go because, like Jasmine said, it's very hard to go up against the WWE even a not that XPW is going up against them, no, but they'll but give them a good run. You are in AEW that they got Brian Cage in the main event against Masada, and Brian Cage is in AEW right now. Yeah. Um. So, uh, it's you know independent. You know PWG. I also I think it's a smaller promotion. It's Pro Wrestling Guerrilla, and the uh, but I'm rooting for XPW. I think they'll be fine. We're just unusual, and we don't believe in cancel culture. Um, I think it's great. Tanya's there, Tanya Valkyrie. I think she's a great asset. All those girls are amazing. I love having Sage Sin Supreme. She's so much fun. And I, I think they're going to do well. He just came back to the right area and the right time, and now he just has to you know, put forth the best foot forward, which he will do. Right now we're on Fight TV. It's a lot of blood and it's a great show. It's different. And there are people that go to it, both men and women. The first show was like till three, four in the morning because it was a long death match tournament. Uh, I left the show early that night. This time the show went a little late, but I don't I don't anticipate it being that late the next time because we don't um, have like another tournament. We had the women's tournament this time. And I must say, as a stand up comedy snob, mm. very few people make me laugh uh, in comedy. But Chris Kloss. The announcer um, is a very, very funny gentleman and a great play-by-play announcer, although I was a little sad. Nothing against Rob Blake's Rob Blake, that's the hockey player. Rob Black's wife, who's a a good color commentator. I miss Larry Rivera. Um, Just because. Well, I've heard he doesn't want to do wrestling anymore, which uh, he and... Well, I'm... You know, it's like it's like a drug. Trust me, it's adrenaline. And we all have a price. You wouldn't take over her thing. Maybe it's just like some one night thing, but it's a drug. Let me tell you, everyone says never with wrestling, but it's different. Porn is like whatever. That's stupidity. But like, it's just it's boring. You're around boring people doing boring shit all day long. Wrestling's way more fun, and you could never say never to wrestling because it's great. It's 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 like an adrenaline rush once you go into that ring, um, and it's a lot of fun. Now, I have friends that are with AEW and NWA. I worked with NWA when they first started with Jeff Jarrett. It was great. I, I really liked everyone there. Um, yeah, so, I mean, it's been a fun trip throughout wrestling, and I like it. Can you say who your friends are in AEW, or you like to keep? I don't really know who's in AEW, though, right now. Um, I mean, they got some with... big names. 
they have um let me and I'm I don't work for AEW. Oh, Aaron Haddad or whatever Damien's Damien Sandow. I love Damien yeah, Sandow. Yeah, Damien's a sweetheart. I'm friends with him and April Hunter. Very funny, by the way. Damien yeah, he's Sandow. great. He's super cool. I guess like I mean, just anyone I work with, because I don't really, you know, I they have, have um a lot of new Japan people, which oh, cool. which I'm unfamiliar with, but they also have guys like uh, you know, obviously Jericho. Oh, cool. I like um, Jericho. Oh, he's well, with the Vince best. going down now with all the crap, I mean, it'll be interesting to see what happens. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, uh, but he went on TV the next night, the day after the allegations. They're not going to cancel him. And the crowd loved him. They're not going to cancel him. I mean. He's uncancelable. Well, I don't know. There'll be something that one day, that one smoking, that one ace in the hole, you know, there always is with things like this. It's always one smoking gun when people have gotten away with like treating other people like that all their lives you know and whether it's true or not if it's not true then uh you know i retract everything i said but if it is true then you know eventually i mean the world of pro wrestling as you know because you're mm -hmm. in it um you know carlos cologne is in the yeah. wwe hall of fame and it's alleged i know that he was somehow involved in the killing of bruiser brody that's sad. I, well, Sweet I get giant. sad because um, I'm going to show you my little Kamala doll because oh my God. I was watching last night Kamala against Bruiser Brody, and it just was so sad. It's my little oh, Kamala cute. doll right there. Now, I've met him before. He's really super cool. Um, That's I, really sad. I have my Abdullah the Butcher doll over there. I love Abby. I loved him until he gave my buddy hepatitis. But, How would he give him hepatitis? Did he sleep with him? Well, he was, um, you know, Abby's thing is bleeding and, uh, you know, sticking forks in his head. Uh, and, okay. Um, and I, I, he has hepatitis. That's fine. You know, it, it happens. But he did not tell his opponent one night that, hey, I'm going to cut you. You know, you know, you cut yourself usually. Like, yeah. um, and Abby bled on him and you know got into the open wound and, and my buddy was scheduled to be in the wwe you know he they'd already said we're gonna hire you and then they found out so you know uh is he on meds um i you know i don't get that and I, I don't know to be honest with you okay. but um I got it. that's so sad i well you know it's very hard to get into the you know getting into wwe i'm sure AEW. um you know it's like trying to be a famous stand-up it's the numbers are so small the opportunities are so um few that uh this guy had it and then because abby wasn't honest with him like That's um, bad. well you know just but uh, you know it's also like who you know in this business too and friends and stuff like that it, you just never know plus sometimes when it's an intercompany thing, well, you know, screw that guy, you know, fuck them. They're they're doing better or they're doing good. Fuck them. I'm going to fuck them by taking this from them. You know, it's always that's to me. I think that's another way that people do hiring as well in that business. I have no idea. I'm just something I heard. Yeah, no, I mean, uh, but well, you had a uh, with uh, 3PW, like you had to hire wrestlers and you had to like kind of have a quality control over you weren't just the talent now you were like the booker and the owner uh yeah it was really fun you know and i would say what was i mean i would get certain people yeah i would hire people to fuck someone over and <laughs> did you hire people to like um like i was uh 
who was I watching? And I hate to bring up New Jack again. That's okay. No, it's really sad. Oh, no. I mean, he headbutted me once at a comedy show. And Good. it was maybe the most frightening thing I've ever experienced. Yeah, I'm glad he headbutted you. You probably deserved it. No, I really didn't. Uh, well, I don't care. It's New Jack. I, You know, that's the thing. I was the host of the show at Lucky Strike Bowling Alley. Oh, the, no. <laughs> keep your panties on. Uh, and he just, <laughs> show ends. He stands up and he goes, you a funny motherfucker. And Boy, just headbutts me. And his head... And I, uh, is, I, it's like the, as hard as this table. Um, and then he just walked off like nothing. Yeah, that's um, so, uh, did, but he, I was watching a match where he was, who was he tagging with? He told a guy, stay away from me. I'm going after this guy. I've been hired to hurt this guy. Um, and he was a cocky white dude who who was disrespectful of the business. Who mass transit? That no, no, that's another great story I'd like to get in. I'm so he. Long story short, he told the guy, uh, "Stay away from me in the ring. I don't want to hurt you." Oh, that's sad. I'm going after this guy, and he broke the guy's leg. Um, you weren't around for the mass transit yeah, thing, was, were you? Well. <laughs> He was in the back dressing room, like telling everyone how he wanted the match to go. So you were there. Yeah, I was in Boston. He's like, oh, I want he would lie about his age. The mom's in the outside. He's only 16 or whatever. And he was really had like a cigarette. He's you don't go into a town saying you want to go over and telling someone how to do this. With New Jack. Yeah, specifically. He, he hit him with the lip of the chair. That's the whole running joke the other night at FPW. I'm like, so should I hit Veronica with the lip of the chair? They're like, no. I'm like, you sure? They're like, just don't hit. It. I was fine. I wouldn't do that to her. Well, so for those of you, before we get into this, because I'm fascinated by this story. <laughs> and uh, I, by the way, I will take you to dinner anywhere you want yeah. just because it's so fucking hot in here. I, I do oh, apologize. Really? Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> uh, mass transit incident was this incident where I think Big Dick Dudley was supposed to tag with uh, Devon Dudley, <laughs> the Black Dudley brother. And it was the gangsters, New Jack and Mustafa. Mm -hmm. uh, I think Big Dick Dudley had... It was either Big Dick Dudley or Balls Mahoney. Uh, they were supposed to be um, uh, Devon's tag partner. They don't show up, a family illness or something. So they needed a tag team partner for Devon. And you have this massive 17-year-old kid, probably 400 pounds. He was under... Yeah, he was uh, very under... 350, Overweight, 400 yeah. pounds. Um, Very unhealthy. Dressed as a transit cop. And I guess he snuck backstage, somehow got... He had a cigarette. Um, uh, in touch with Paul Heyman. Hyman, Heyman. Uh, a local indie worker. What part of the country you're from. Said, hey, I'm a wrestler. I was trained by so-and-so. Uh, um, I hear you need a, uh, a substitute. And I don't know exactly what went down, but I think Paul said, yeah, we're going to call you... Uh, Mass. The kid had another name he wanted to I use. I forgot. It's just mass transit. And then I think Paul said, "No, we're... Oh, the kid wanted to do like a Ralph. He wanted to be called Ralph Cram. Yeah, like the like the a Jackie Gleason yeah. honeymoon. And I think Paul was like, "Who does have a great mind for the business? Okay. We're gonna call you mass transit." And so, like you said, you take it from here because he went in the it's locker the room. Mass transit incident for reasons that are very. Um, it ended up in court. And the judge threw it out of court. She was like, wait, is this like the wrestling you see on TV? Then why is this in my courtroom? It's really sad because, um, you know, what happens when you've got to have a certain degree of respect for people when you're in a dressing room in, you know, in wrestling. 
going there smoking cigarettes and like telling someone who's been a veteran how you want the show to go isn't the way you do things. So nonetheless, uh, to make a long story short. No, no. Keep it long. Uh, yeah. New Jack hit him with the lip of the chair by accident. And um, you sure it was by accident. Yeah, it was by oh, accident. Yeah. Sure. Uh, they had to start an IV in the ring on him. Like he was really like he couldn't move. He thought he was dead. Well, you're leaving out the part where New Jack <laughs> cut him with a surgical scalpel. Yeah, I thought, <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, you know, I, yeah. Well, it was a monopoly. It was it was an operation. That, uh, yeah, I've studied this event because I'm so fascinated. It was fucking scary as fuck. He's like, yeah, and he had that psycho look in his face, and that's just what happens when you piss off OG people in that business because they will go after you. And well, it's a thing of respect, but cutting him with the scalpel, yeah, that was a bit much. But. Well, you know, he went in. Uh, I, I've seen a few interviews where he walked into the locker room. He's like drinking yeah. the beer. And he was smoking. And he sits down next to Taz, who I've been told is a pretty hardcore, like yep. clean living dude, and not someone I'd want to piss off. Uh, and starts smoking by him, and Taz like, like, who the fuck what are you is this doing? guy? Like, who the fuck are you, Jabron? Uh, well, that's why, like Saturday night, I was, just, I'm just gonna stare at my phone. If someone says hello to me, I'll say hi back. I'm, you know, because uh, Dirty Ron was like, hey man, who are you? I'm like, oh, I'm a comic. Oh yeah, I know you. And uh, Rob Black looked at me at one point, trying to figure out who I was. I'm like, I'm just, just look at your phone. If he says anything, I'm friends with Jasmine. <laughs> I'm just gonna throw you under the bus. But fuck you. Um, just say yeah. yeah. Well, then the, uh, you be I think Veronica gave me a, like, oh, he's with us, so it was all yeah, good. Yeah, because you're buying, you're trying to get us drunk, that's why. And then you turned down a threesome. Well, I think you guys were already drunk when I got there, well, to be I was honest. I drunk, it was Kahlua and ice cream. I was drinking Jack and Coke, helping Big Joe and Veronica and Patrick um, put together weapons for the show. So I was fuzz, making weapons, which was fine. Then I was at the bar having Kahlua with ice cream mashed in, and Joe told the guy to make that for me. Yeah, you know, you're right. Maybe something is. Yeah, I think it's kind of hot that he's like beating him. Well, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, well, you also hot. said to Big Joe, he's hot. Big effing Joe, but, but very good looking guy. Like, Fuck, you know, yeah. I'm straight, but when I walked up and you introduced me to him, I'm like, this is a good looking guy. Like, no scars that I saw. Handsome um, guy. He has to have scars after the match. Yeah, I tell him you could sleep at my place if you want. And he's like, I'll get blood all over your sheets. I'm like, never mind. Um, and you yeah. walked up to him and said, Oh, my friend Earl says he can kick your ass. <laughs> and he looked at me like, you know, these guys have a loose they have a button that once it's pressed, it's hard to turn <laughs> off. And I'm like, Oh, she's just kidding, bro. I <laughs> I no and he looked at me, he's like, Yeah, you probably could. I'm like, No, I couldn't. So I'm gonna go get uh, a wiener or something <laughs> um so you're like the queen of erotica the queen of wrestling and by the way you were great in the match for those of you who weren't there which i assume is a lot you had an angle with um veronica and who was the other that's uh, skank whatever her name is. no oh, i love her misha misha who it was uh she's with schlack but like she's coming into a ring she knows nothing about she hasn't trained like we've trained so, you know, maybe I'll go take a Singapore brain and, like, smash her the next time or some crap. Well, I don't want to break the fourth wall here, but because I was lucky enough to be in the locker room, I heard you guys discussing, um, you know, your coaching. Uh, like, Yeah, no, I had to. Uh, yeah. No, she had I never been uh, in a, I don't want to call it a sketch, but a... Um, you know, there's a spot between the three of you. Well, yeah, that's why I said just move out of the way. 
And if you don't move, you know, one of us will push you. Right. So just move. And she got it. Then with the cat fight, I was showing her the whole thing. But yeah, there'll be more of that, I think. I mean, I think Rob's basically one of the few companies that still uses managers like the right way. And other companies do, too. You know, I know Veronica really she's really great to work with. She's fun. Even though she was there after me with XPW, she was still like a lot of fun to work with. So, Well, I, I a shout out to Veronica. And I hope when you share this, she she listens to it. Um, well, we can have a threesome. No, I'm joking. I mean, anything's I'm possible. You. No. I can make it work. No, she's a happily married. She's not, I don't know. She's but, well, whatever. you know, I can maybe. She's happily, know. whatever, uh, wifed up or something. Yeah. But uh, she looked at me when you had left to help Joe with his um, his weapons. By the way, the cross light bulb. <laughs> I know, was wasn't it great? Unbelievable. And Schlacks are like praying to him. I'm like, oh, this is not happening. Um, she looked at me like, you don't know who I am, do, do you? And I'm like, no, I. I, I was trying to be respectful because I, I really don't watch a lot of porn. Um, it's just the close-ups. Just I, I can't. Um, what with the cock? Well, I don't. Well, uh, no, it's like 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 you're a beautiful woman, <laughs> and I'm not trying to be creepy. No, thank you. It's okay if you're inappropriate with me. <laughs> Hello, uh, but a, a woman's vagina is beautiful. Right. However, I get what you're saying. After a nine, ten, eleven, twelve-inch dick. It's been in it. Yeah. All that's it's no, it's it's the close up that just like we've never had nine or ten or eleven inch cocks just to make this, you know, just to but seven inch. Let's go with that. I, you know that it's like and double team scenes and 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 I'm not I'm very a visual person, right? Uh, like the way you look now, beautiful. Like the hair Thank looks you. great, the outfit looks great, the tan skin, the fingernails are on point. So it's it's visually appealing to me all the more just all the more long for the porn down his head but I'm joking you know if you were to show me a close-up of your um your no-no area after a scene <sighs> all that beautifulness would be erased out of my head i totally get what you're saying and i guess doing dirty films like that was the whole you know like i was doing anal way in the beginning when you know i got into that you know i guess there weren't a lot of girls doing that um, but yeah, I mean that's like that's not something I would actually do in my real life. Anal? No. Okay, I've I've only had it once. Only how did it feel? Well, it's funny it happened right there. Um, use lube? No, here's the deal. How would you ask feel the next time? Oh no, I I was not <laughs> on the receiving end. Uh, I was. Fun of you. She's okay. with my girlfriend at the time, and um, you know, like I said, I'm a giving lover, so it gets wet down there easy. <laughs> And she's like, Earl, you've got to slow down. I'm like, why? Because we were we were in that zone of like, uh-huh. and she's like, you're not in my pussy. <gasps> Ouch. <laughs> you know, I just, you know, moved an inch yeah. or two. And, uh, you know, it, it was, uh, I don't know, just, I, just like regular sex, I guess. Um, I Well, because I can't, here's my thing with <laughs> anal. I, I know you get enemas and all that to make it like super clean and all that. I just. It's just not. No, I get it. Trust me. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, people have their things. Like, what is your thing sexually? And I'm not trying to be dirty, but like, do you have like when you're with a boyfriend or uh, uh, I guess? Uh, yeah, to cut him, to cut the guy and have sex with him in his own blood. That's your thing. I got a knife with me. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm a bleeder though. Like, uh, and my blood. You could pure. be wrestling. You could wrestle. Maybe we could do a video where I play Abdullah the Butcher and you just jab me in the forehead and. Um, you know, I don't know. That would go viral. 
a Jasmine Sinclair Earl Skakel sex tape. Forget about it. Um, right? What the fuck? Well, we'll work on that. Um, so now, but let's get into You also act in regular films. Yes, all the time. Yes. So is that, because I'm very curious when you go into audition, because you have a, uh, did you do UCB background improv? Well, I've done, I've, I've done Strasbourg. I've done UCB. I've done Groundlings. I've done Second City. So you're um, legit. You're yeah, not like just some bimbo. Yeah, and it's like my last year of Meisner now. Um, I have like half a year left. We have the first workshop coming up. This no, this is a, this is the third workshop we have coming up at the end of July. Then we have the last <sighs> portion of the whole Meisner um, program for impediments. So. This whole thing has been relationships, but I took classes before, like at Leslie Kahn, Bill O'Leary. Like I've done other things, audition techniques. I've done dialects with like the goddess of this. Her name is Cooper Shaw. Uh, I met her at Second City. So we've basically mastered French, Italian and all three British dialects. Um, so, yeah, I just focus on the things I do best. at. But it, it's been fun going into auditions and auditioning and. Like I have no, you know, problems doing that. Of course, I get jobs too through friends who know me, and it's been great. You know, I do that. Then uh, I have my one woman show. So I suffered from stage fright, and yet I have no problem getting up on stage and doing a show. So so far, I have a date in New York, September sixteenth, Boston, September fourteenth at Laugh Boston, New York City, the Cutting Room, and then September twentieth um, in Chicago at the Annoyance Theater, which I'm super stoked about. So I'm just looking for like an L.A. date next because I had shows at Second City before, but we no longer have a theater there. And uh, who knows? That could be at the comedy store. I hope so. I'd love to do the belly room. I think it would be really a great show. And it's an L.A. show for sure. And an L.A. story. (laughs) And guys in chat, keep keep the comments uh, complimentary to Jasmine. Some of you. (laughs) This guy, uh, I know you don't care, but, you know, you're nice enough to come to my house. And this guy's like. Put a pro wrestling figure in her mud hole. Come on, dude. Why don't we stick into your mom's mud hole? Yeah, <laughs> if bitch. If we haven't already. <laughs> it's because of that outrageous comment. I'm ending the Instagram live feed. Oh, no. It's a no, no, no. Here, it's how you do it. Him. This is how you do it. What do we do? If you want to hear the rest of Jasmine's interview with me, you got to go on Apple Podcasts when it's out later. How fun. So I love you guys all. This will be out sooner what than later. pathetic little boy. I mean, really, dude. Have some class. It's funny, like how the internet now allows people to just disrespect people. Like, if I have a problem with you, I'll just tell you to your face, blah blah blah, you know, whatever. Um, and that's it. But nowadays, it's like you have keyboard warriors, like when you had wrestling chat rooms. Well, you know, I think Mike Tyson said it the best. Um, yeah. He said something to the effect of, "Everyone has gotten tougher with no consequences behind the keyboard." Backhand. But you, but yeah, but someone call you a whore. Some call oh, me, you're not funny. Mm-hmm. You know how many times I get get that or, uh, you know, they make fun of a body part or whatever. You so know, we had an incident in New York City at my show last year. Talk about it. Yeah. So it was in the audience and I didn't know who these guys were, but it was legit. The guy tried to throw some insult at me. My girlfriend, Lisa, is there. She like threatened to knock the guy's head off. She's like pulling her, her sleeves up. I'm like, oh, she's like, you ready to go, bitch? I'll fucking knock you out. The photographer who's photographing the show put his camera down, knocked the guy out, then escorted him out. It was wild, and that is not part of the show. Let me ask you this, though, because since you're... But I uh, like having people open up for me in my show. You're looking... So see, yeah. I might go to New York and do the cutting room show. You need to be... You also, You have to do it here, too. Uh, well, at the comedy... Well, well, Jasmine is also uh, coming on the... Wednesday. 
Comedy Store Wrestling Podcast uh, this Wednesday. That what would time? be uh, uh, the 6th, yeah. July 6th, um, 8 p.m. Oh, I can have alcohol. Ooh, yes. yeah. well, I'll set you up with some drinks. Maybe after the show, you'll uh, go to the you, rainbow. You watch comedy or, or yeah, whatnot. I'll, I'll, go to, I'll, I'll stay after and watch comedy. And then you go to the rainbow. I'll you go won't, to the rainbow beforehand. You won't have to be creeped out by Ron Jeremy anymore at the rainbow. I was never creeped out by him. Uh, well, I... I know. know a lot of girls and I was with him. I hung out with him many years. And the girl that is a legend, all this, I forgot to tell you in the 90s. Please she, do. Had, she had like a serious drug problem. I guess everyone's forgetting that. And she like glom onto him like my cat gloms onto my neck like every single morning. So I don't know. I don't know. I think like a lot of these times they're witch hunts. I think he's just so far like out of it with things has he been inappropriate yeah but i i don't know about all this stuff with underage i wasn't there but i was there with other incidents that were alleged that are like slowly but surely like dwindling off i mean uh, you know he smells my, like fruit my uh you know he used to come to the comedy store and yeah he I, brought I, me there before i knew uh of these allegations and whatnot i was so excited because um you know he's you know, before these things were made known, as an iconic figure in the L.A. community. Uh, I traveled with him for a year and a half. Yeah, I, I mean, he is yeah. uh, or was like the Robert De Niro of porn, <laughs> like in terms of his proficiency of, you know, I saw some book in the Hustler store once. It was the uh, basically the IMDb for porn actors. Oh. And, you know, like you were in it. And you had like a, a page of. Wow all your films he do but but no but and then you know what uh, tom byron was in it and he had like two or three pages ron jeremy had like literally 50 pages <laughs> like it was i believe it. he's like the tommy lee jones of porn in terms of his work output um and he would come to the comedy store and i i do porn jokes and he liked them and and then he'd fall asleep in the back row and because uh, he has narcolepsy yep. uh, i hope he doesn't have that in prison because uh when you're a guy with a how big is his uh, weenie? Uh, I don't know. I've never worked with him. But it's pretty big. Well, look, I've seen it up close. I'll tell you the story after because I used to travel with him. I mean, it's not small. No, but don't forget he was doing stand-up. Oh, God. Yeah, God. So I hope he doesn't have narcolepsy in prison. A guy with a big dick who falls asleep in prison. Oh, suck it. Oh, that, fuck it. That's, uh, well, Virgil, the wrestler, uh, allegedly uh, can suck his own dick. But he's been on this podcast, so I hope you're. I'm not friends with him. Okay, well, no, I didn't say you were friends Yeah, with he, me. like, threatened me. He made, like, serious, like, death threats. Virgil? Yeah, Virgil from Pittsburgh, who was, like, a cop or something, yeah. Wait, Virgil? Really? Yeah. Oh, well, we'll pass that. I didn't yeah. know about that. So, hey, let's get to a serious question. Okay, so with Ron Jeremy, um, when he was doing stand-up comedy, and he was doing a little act before my uh, feature dance routine in the 90s, right? We did this for about a year. I, we, we shared a dressing room, like the bigger dressing rooms we'd share. There was nothing inappropriate. He'd make his little joke here and there. But there were women basically throwing themselves at him. There were men who would pay him $20 to take a photo of his penis in these women's mouths. So when you tell me he did this stuff at the Rainbow, and I've been there many times where there were girls, these two gorgeous Finnish girls were throwing themselves at him and wanting to make out and FaceTiming their boyfriends. I'm like, this is freaking insane. You know, like he grabbed my ass a couple of times. He's like, whatever. Um, but he just looks really out of it. And I feel really bad for him. I almost feel as though his family wants him just to stay there. So he's off the streets because there's someone with a video of him in an Uber and he just looks out of it. It's really sad. 
Well, I mean, uh, I mean, was this girl like a webcam girl trying to get a payday? Who knows? Who knows? Uh, well, let's get back to you. Oh, thank you. Do you find when you go in to audition for like a regular film role that right away the casting people go, oh, that's the porn girl? Uh, um, look, it- it's all in my resume. My manager is really cool. I love my agent. She's awesome. And no, I mean, they want to see how you clean up. Uh, sometimes when you get cast for like an older or younger version of someone, they're not even looking at your performance. Or I, I was cast in a film, Daughters of Dolomite. I played the girl's mother, but they had us come in the same day. You see? So when they cast us, that's what they were looking for. Um, sometimes, I mean, no one's going to say anything. Everything is on my freaking resume when you got it. Howard Sterncher as herself, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, it's on there. And there's no, there's no big deal with it. People... In Hollywood and just in entertainment, I feel is so uptight that they could use people that actually have the skills and do things. And, you know, being in class with people like at um, Second City, I accidentally got through all the way through to the grad review, which is the highest of the highest. I did I, I did improv one through three. Fine. Then they had this whole conservatory. I'm sitting there in class with my girlfriend, Kristen, and other people, these young kids and the teacher, Tim Paul, who later became the director of my one woman show. And he's like, oh, so who's auditioning for conservatory? Everyone's like raising their hands, these eight or nine kids. And they're just looking at me like, what? I'm not fucking auditioning. Then I got like swindled into it, right? I did the audition. I passed. Then um, we're in the conservatory levels one through three. The first day of conservatory one, it's this teacher named Ron West. He's like, yeah, so this is how the whole journey works. I'm like, this is a fucking cult. He's like, blah, 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 blah. blah. Then when you get a grad review, I'm like, okay, yeah. So. Then I met my best friend, Neva, in Conservatory One, and we ended up producing this whole web series, Future Rich Wives Club, because we do the voices. You know, holy shit, Sharon, holy shit, Sharon. Oh, my God. Well, it's just this whole, it's this whole thing. We make fun of the housewives with those valley girl accents, and um, the characters were Sharon and Sharona. So then, in, what is it, Conservatory One, One, Two, Three, then you have to audition for four and five. So I auditioned for four. I'm like, I'm not getting it. I did a musical improv piece with this kid, Jack, because they just send you up there with people and they just like give you the shit to go do this. We passed. Then finally for grad review, I didn't think I was going to get in. I got in. I'm in New York City shooting the deuce, the TV show. And then I get a, I look at the email and refreshing it. I got in. I'm like, oh, cool. Then I graduated that. Now what? Then I have a one woman show. So it was great. UCB was great, too. It's a different style of a Harold. I mean, it's all stuff just originated from Del Close. So when you have to look into the origins of improv, you look into Del Close, who's the godfather of that. I didn't have a chance to go to I.O. West um, or take classes with him, unfortunately. Then I did Groundlings. And that's like a thing of its own. I think the best teacher there was Emily Pendergast. She's an amazing teacher. Uh, She's on the show Veep. Add some great classmates as well, like Bright and these other girls, Alexis, and all these cool people in classes there. Now, Meisner, I'm enjoying it. Part of it is hybrid. So I have um, one one student in France, one in Germany, um, one in like Minnesota, it's like it's really cool, but then everyone else is in person. And I the teachers at the school in LA are really good. Like I would never take a Meisner class anywhere else except there. It's the Ruskin school. So John's cool. He runs the school. Then I have the same same partner as I did before, this guy Jermaine. He's this like bigger African American guy. It's really funny. Because the scene is from Revolutionary Road. I don't know if anyone's seen the movie. It's really good. 
but it's a whole status thing. So it's been great so far working with him. I can't wait to put the scene up on its legs in a few weeks. Um, we just have to run it some more. And the teacher who's teaching it is hot. This guy, Mikey, he's really hot. Um, so, but yeah, he is. He's like a hot teacher. Well, sure, yeah. Um, but yeah. I'm jealous now that you find somebody but else. But he's not as tall as you, Earl. Oh. He's not as crazy as you are. Okay, well. But you own a condo, man. That's like. That's a, that's a nice selling that's point. That's so cool. I had no idea. I'm like, oh, so he's not renting. He's not the total. No, I'm an owner. My car's owned. I own my car. Oh, what kind of car? A Jeep, fully loaded. Um, that is so white. Well, I had a Dodge Hellcat. Mm. It's a lovely car. It's like 7,000 horsepower. Right. But in LA, I mean, you experience this in your uh, car right over here as traffic's out of control. I have a motorcycle usually. I don't want to take a bike today. I, I mean, I I like Sons of Anarchy, but that's as close as I will get to. A... But, yeah, I mean, it's just I don't. Yeah, I watch that show, but I watch a lot of stuff. I'm still stuck. Like I love American Horror Story um, season nine, 1984. It's my favorite one. I'm like, yeah. they should have just stayed with that because that was one of the coolest eras, like 80s through 90s. Well, the best. And I have to tell you, like the the characters were great. Like you need a show that focuses on that era. We already had the Deuce. Just something else that's cool that has that whole breakup of cancel culture before it came in and like ruined everything well that's the i loved on the back of the xpw t-shirts um that it said you can't cancel what's been canceled what's well, never been canceled um so uh, once again august 13th at the pomona at the derby in pomona yeah will you be involved in anything uh, yeah are you coming out that night i will because i'm a big brian cage fan and i'm fascinated that he would you know, I guess when I see a mainstream guy like him go into XPW, I, I'm curious, like, well, they're not going to cut Brian Cage. I don't know what they're going to do, but I mean, you never know. You never say never. It's 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 like a fresh thing right now, XPW, because there's a younger generation. When I was at LAX Fan Fest, there were a lot of people who said they were at the show, but they didn't stay that long. But they're coming back. And there are more people this time than there were. I mean, it's just there are people at a fight that night, too, uh, was there a UFC fight? There was. Yeah. Um, but but uh, yeah, it's back now and people should just come. XPW is not canceled. You can't cancel XPW. You can. I mean, uh, and there's a whole new uh, roster of talent. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. I, I I sound old saying this, but I so miss the XPW that I grew up with, which, you know, was just insanity. Uh, Terry Funk. Uh, Supreme. Never say never. They're new people. I mean, I wonder. It's really cool because I had fun managing Damian Steele. He was the first XPW champ ever. Right. But we had an off-screen thing, like an off-out-of-the-ring thing as well, like in real life. And maybe that's what really like broke the whole thing. I I don't know, like what happened with us. Um, it was really a filthy. It's a really fucked up story. But we had a real out-of-the-ring romance. I mean, it's like comics dating. It's tough. It's not easy. Um, it was. Yeah, he was my type, too, like a big white guy. So, uh, yeah, of course, everyone knows I, that's that's the Jasmine type. A big white guy. Well, I do fit that requirement. You do fit that, yeah, unless there's something you're not telling me. I mean, I am white. I, I definitely You're uh, a big white guy, yeah. Um, But, uh, like, I miss Angel. Yeah, I love Angel. He was at the last show. He might be coming back. I love Angel's character. I miss Angel Supreme. is a gay. Um, he really is. Really, one of the first. Uh, you know, of course, the WWE back in the day had Adrian Adonis, who was 
I believe gay in real life. So, uh, but, um, and then who else? Well, you had Billy and Chuck. And actually last week on the Comedy Store Wrestling Podcast, we had Fred Rosser. Yeah. Who is, you know, out and was, I believe, is the first openly gay uh, mainstream wrestler to, to be out. So that was really interesting to hear how he, because uh, um, I brought up like, because um, Fred's a mentor to a lot of, I'm assuming there's more gay pro wrestlers, but they're not out. Yeah. And uh, because they're afraid of, I asked Fred on the podcast, do you think part of the reason gay wrestlers aren't out is because they're afraid of how certain wrestlers were portrayed? Like Adrian Adonis yeah. was portrayed as this fat, toward the end of his career, buffoonish gay character, Angel. Uh, oh, I love Angel. But he was portrayed as like this kind of twinky Mexican gay guy. Uh, he'll kick your ass oh 100 his match with veronica kane or not against her but um yeah with her uh, was if anyone wants to see what xpw is about <laughs> i can't think it, there's two matches i will direct people to go to xpw to go okay i see what Earl and jasmine are talking about the vic grimes new jack scaffold match um it still holds up to this day as maybe the most insane uh, final um, stunt, I guess you'd call it, uh, spot uh, I've ever seen, and the Angel Veronica Kane raw sewage match. Yeah, that was screwed up. And then, of course, like watch Inception, which is the very first um, XPW show ever. Then you'll see the first, you know, that's we had like a cage match. I came up through like underneath the ring into the ring. And then we had, um, you know, that's with Damien Steele. I don't know what Damien's doing these days, but it would be cool if we got the first XBW champ back. I don't know how we'd really interact with each other after this time, you know, because it ended really, really bad with us. Then I was dating the guy from Slayer, but we really, we had a really bad, it was a really fucked up way how things ended with us and something I, I did after. I find with bad breakups, time heals all wounds. Most well, of the time. Most another, of the time. There's another piece to this puzzle. Well, I mean, without knowing... He was married. Oh, he was married. Well, that... Uh, you know, that... Um, that's a fly in the ointment for sure. But, uh, you know, most of the time, I mean, I'm friends with... He's a good person. Literally 95% of my exes, one-night stands, booty calls, whatever you want to... There's maybe one or two I don't talk to. And, you know, it's just... Why? Even, even in those two cases, I tried. Uh, just hey let's be friends you know we're gonna because i don't really talk to exes like not as of late like maybe the first one like from high school he does tattoos and then my other one who's the irish mobster and that hell's angel like i'll speak to them still well i don't go out of my way to talk to them. <laughs> you know i still am friends with the first girl who i ever had sex with that's 33 years ago we don't talk a lot yeah i'm sure maybe once she's married doctor kids but uh, anytime I'm back east, I say, hey, bring your husband to a comedy show, you know. No, that's sweet. Um, like, I'll talk to the Westie now. Like, we talk all the time because we're good friends still to the state. Plus, I don't know who has a restraining order on whoever now. I think, I don't know. Yeah, I, things get complicated, though. Like, you have birthdays and shit. You know, you want to wish someone a happy birthday. You can't do it if there's a restraining order intact. That does uh, prevent things. So, Jasmine, yeah. I can't think. Well, first of all, you mentioned, let's end on this. Yes, my dear. By the way, uh, Wednesday, July 6th, Comedy Store Wrestling Podcast. 
Jasmine will be returning yeah. to uh, the podcast world with me mm-hmm. um, and my co-host, Eddie Torres. Yes. And then my podcast also. Yes. The Crazy Town. No. (laughs) No, it's Crazy Train with Jasmine St. Clair. It's K, Crazy with a K, Train with Jasmine St. Clair. The last guest I had on was Diane Neal of Law & Order. She's an awesome guest, and she's also a Scorpio. And Diane Neal. Diane Neal, yes. uh, Jasmine's been nice enough to put me in touch with her. I'm a big dick wolf fan uh, and a lot of people are always dick wolf a porn star no. that sounds like a porn i name. love the show yeah um dick wolf just to show you this man's um legacy he might be the most famous unfamous person on the planet he has been involved in hit television shows from miami vice think about that miami vice mm-hmm. came out in 1983 to every law and order um and other uh shows i mean i think he's a billionaire that yeah you can make a lot of money in tv very few people can say they're a billionaire from it so (laughs) yes chuck laurie um aaron spelling yeah um and a few others but uh so i'm fascinated to talk to diane neal she's fascinating she has wild stories as well but yeah i've had all kinds of guests on crazy train podcasts from Seth Ferranti, who produced the White Boy Rick documentary, who was like a super young felon, just he sold weed when he was younger. I've had ex-porn stars, current porn stars. Comics. I've had comics. Earl Skakel came on the show, and I was hitting on him, but it was great. Well, you intimidate me. I mean, but... I don't intimidate you. Whatever. I, the knife's in my back. It's not in my head. We're cool. So uh, you mentioned dating a hell's angel. Yeah. Um, Sonny Barger died yesterday. Yes, rest in peace to Sonny Barger, who was very, um, I guess you'd say he was a consultant on Sons of Anarchy. He worked on the show. He's a consultant, but he's basically a big um, death in bike culture. Yes, because they're in the, and it's funny, there is a tattoo shop right up the street that is, I don't want to say it's run or owned. Yeah, I know whose store it is. The Vagos. Yep. um, Who are, um, um, I don't know if they're, I don't know how it works in the bike world. I don't know if they're competition with the Hells Angels, if they're friends. They're not competition. They're not friends. They're not friends. And the well, they had a thing here maybe about a year ago. It was a Saturday night. Uh-huh. It was almost like a block party. Mm-hmm. And some of the Mongols mm-hmm. like showed up and I the tension was insane. Like it went from because a few of the um Vagos had recognized me. They're like, oh, my God, you're that comic. Yeah. Roast battles. So I started talking to them. And then um, uh, two or three Mongol bikes came and, and like, did a, like, not drive-by, but, like, they did a uh, a look-see. And every Vago down. stiffened yeah. up. And they were organizing, like, hey, we might have to deal with something. Earl, we'll talk to you later. Um, you slow down by just keeping your hand on the clutch very what? slowly and just kind of clutching. It's called easy. It's called easy riding, is what I call it. Um, and you just kind of like you know, just sort of look around. Yeah, it was a very like these uh, Mongols were definitely like um, sizing up. What? Yeah, it's so scary. But I'd rather be like in the middle of that than like some of the other shit that goes on. So we're going to talk about more yes. about that Wednesday. Uh, Jasmine, where can people find you on the internet? So it's the real Jasmine St. Clair on Instagram. Jasmine does not have an E. St. Clair does. So the real Jasmine St. Clair. 
on Instagram. Okay. And then on Twitter, it's just Jasmine St. Clair. I've got one of those blue check marks. Facebook, Jasmine St. Clair. No E again. Um, and also check out my podcast, Crazy Train with Jasmine St. Clair. That's crazy with a K. And there's some good stories on there, too, in the beginning, like the first four or five episodes. And I met you through uh, Greg Alpern, by the way, who produces the podcast. Thank you, Greg. Thank you, Greg. Very funny comic. Um, he looks like always sends hot guys my way, which is just terrible. And this has been one of my favorite episodes. This is, you know, I've only had one other person involved in the porn industry on this podcast. Uh, Kate Kennedy, who uh, also does stand up, but she was. um, She's no Elia Janine, please. Well, well, no, I think she was uh, she was nominated for best anal or something. Yeah, like I said, she's no Elia Janine. Elia Janine is awesome. Who is? Um, This has been inappropriate. Oh, guys, you know the deal. Apple Podcasts, leave a review, rate, subscribe. You know, it helps with the algorithms. Uh, Jasmine will tell you it's all a scam on these podcast uh, platforms. It, you know, we can't get guests like Jasmine unless it's a popular podcast and people like Jasmine want to do it. I was lucky enough to know her. So uh, if you want me to interview other big name guests, no one's going to go on a podcast where they think it's lame lame so leave a goddamn review inappropriate earl we'll be back back for more uh when i can get someone else to come to my house i love you guys (laughs) 